You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Looking for the malware that enabled the hack of Ukrainian electrical power substations? DDoS grows in importance as misdirection. ISIS expands its media operations with an online cyber mag and a news service. Researchers find issues with Apple's gatekeeper patching. The Slembunk Android banking trojan evolves into a more dangerous form. Kaspersky tells us how it used hacking team's docs to find a Silverlight zero day. Fortune offers a nuanced take on David Chalm's proposal to end the crypto wars. And Twitter's being sued for permitting ISIS to use its service. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Friday, January 15th, 2016. The attack on power distribution substations that produced rolling blackouts across western Ukraine late last month is pretty clearly a cyber attack. Breakers were cycled remotely, and black energy malware was found in the affected utilities' networks. But how the breakers were cycled remains unclear. Black Energy, long familiar as an espionage kit, is in all probability not the means the attackers used to take down the grid. Industrial control system security expert Joe Weiss told the CyberWire what investigators should be looking for. Breakers were opened in a whole series of substations, and that led to somewhere between a three to six hour outage to something like 80,000 customers. That's what we should be focusing on, the Hacking questions all have to be in the context of how did that relate to the breakers being opened in the substations. You can hear an extended version of our interview with Joe Weiss on today's CyberWire Weekend Review. Other analysts continue to warn utilities, especially those engaged in nuclear power generation, to be on their guard. And Corero warns utilities, telecom providers, and others to watch for what it's calling dark DDoS, By this, they're not implying that there could be a light DDoS, let us say Ray as opposed to Kylo Ren, but rather they're emphasizing the increased use of of denial-of-service as a smokescreen for a more serious attack. DDoS does remain a threat. Akamai, for example, estimates that 2015 saw them increase in frequency by 180%, but as usual, it's possible to overhype any particular incident. A recent case may be found in the New World Hackers New Year's Eve test attack on the BBC. Hashtag Tango Down, the name of the op, and skid speak for IO Triumphe, claimed 600 gigabytes per second in a test of power, which would indeed be pretty big. 
As ZDNet observes, quote, you would think that after such a big bang, someone might have noticed, end quote, but no one did. Tripwire sums up Akamai's findings as great number, smaller punch. ISIS has launched its own encrypted messaging app, but it continues to focus on information operations. It's offering not only grisly emojis for inspiration across social media, but an online cyber warfare magazine, Kybernetic, published initially in German, and a news service, Amok, that features early distribution of communiques claiming responsibility for attacks. The Slembunk Android banking trojan discovered last year is proving more persistent and dangerous than initially thought. It's got a longer attack chain and drive-by infection capability, and according to FireEye, it's being actively used in the wild. Researchers are finding Apple's patch of OS X's gatekeeper security feature more porous than users might wish. Other researchers claim they've identified vulnerabilities in Advantech's EKI-1322 serial device server. The flaws may include a backdoor. Kaspersky describes how it used hacking team leaks to discover a vulnerability in Silverlight. Eweek describes Kaspersky's approach as turning users into honeypots. In news techs can use, Sand shares a de-obfuscation tool, and Linux Journal describes what's actually involved in server hardening. A Staten Island lawmaker would add New York State to the list of jurisdictions seeking to require device manufacturers to be able to decrypt traffic carried by their products. Legal observers think the bill has slim chance of passage and slimmer chance of withstanding the inevitable challenges in court. Elsewhere in the crypto wars, Fortune claims that cryptography guru David Chalm's Privategrity, widely discussed as Chalm's contribution to achieving a modus vivendi between privacy and security, has been widely misunderstood. Privategrity is not, Chom tells Fortune, a backdoored encryption scheme, and he regrets having let earlier reports characterize it as having a backdoor but rather one that features distributed 10-party control. The cryptography community will no doubt be discussing whether this changes the prevailing dim view of privategrity. Industry remains skeptical of cybersecurity rules that pass the European Union's Internal Markets Committee. While they must still clear the European Parliament, final passage is widely expected. Consensus among industry observers is that the measures are both expensive and fatally lacking in specificity. Google finds itself under U.S. regulatory and senatorial scrutiny for its handling of student data. Twitter is being sued by the widow of a man ISIS murdered in Jordan. She claims Twitter negligently permitted ISIS to pass on inspiration and direction to her late husband's murderers. Few legal observers expect the suit to hold up in court, but in the event it does, the case's implications for online communication will be very large. In industry news, AppThority picks up $10 million in Series B venture funding, IBM buys Iris Analytics in a fraud prevention play, Raytheon and WebSense will call their new combined venture Forcepoint and will integrate firewall shop StoneSoft, recently acquired from Intel, into the brand. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. 
Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me is John Petrick, editor of the CyberWire. John, it seems like the bad guys have exploits. And uh, what is an exploit? An exploit is something used to exploit some computer system, network, or program to accomplish some malicious action. So you're exploiting a system. You're exploiting a vulnerability if you're using software, data, commands, or hardware devices to do something to that system that uh, ought not to be done to it. And it's used also as, uh, as a noun, uh, as an exploit, that is some particular thing that an attacker can use against the system. That's an exploit. Exploits are often packaged into kits. You hear about exploit kits. And some of the exploit kits we read about in the news, like Angler, for example, are packaged sets of malware that automate the exploitation of vulnerabilities. And that's very commonly some crimeware uh, web application that enables attacks on unpatched systems. So exploit kits form a very important part of the criminal malware black market. So when we're talking about exploits, very often it is something that has been named. So there's the Angler exploit. There are It's been prepackaged. It's something that's, that's easy to use. That's right. There are also named vulnerabilities, not to be confused with exploits. But, yeah, an exploit is uh, very often named. Uh, some of the names are compelling. Some of the names are slightly ridiculous. But everybody who does vulnerability research would love to name their own exploit. So, again, just for clarity's sake, what is the difference between a vulnerability and an exploit? An exploit is something that takes advantage of a vulnerability. <laughs> and the vulnerability is uh, is the thing that the exploit exploits, that the exploit uses to get at you. It's the hole in the system that the attacker uses. The exploit is what he uses to get through that hole. All right, John Petrick, thanks very much. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. 
And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 